everybody to Not Qualified. Um, this week, we are... Okay, I won't say right away what we're not qualified to talk about. You might be able to guess from the title. I already know what I'm going to title this. <laughs> okay. um, <clears throat> so, I was telling Joseph uh, this past week. I watched a movie this week. I watched a lot of movies this week. But this episode will be about one. Our ranking system is absolutely idiotic. And it's like that on purpose. So that it is, it is absolutely just as subjective as possible. So, number one... Yeah. You can only have one number one. It's your yes. favorite movie ever. You can only have one number 100. It's your least favorite movie ever. Yeah. But you could have a thousand number twos and a thousand number 99s because that's just movies you liked almost as much mm-hmm. or almost as little. Okay, so that with that in mind, what I'm about to say doesn't mean that it is my second favorite movie of all time, but I watched a movie this week that I would rank it a number two. And it's probably in my top ten movies of all time for sure. Mm-hmm. And that is John Carpenter's They Live. <laughs> Okay, and we just watched it together. I, I watched it. I loved it. I said, you have to watch yeah. it with me. We just fit, watched it together. So yeah. you go but, ahead and talk a little, and then I'll... Yeah. By we just watched it, I mean, that was like 15 minutes ago. We've, we yeah, just we watched We just it. watched it. Um, Second time for me, first time for you. Yeah, so this is fresh viewing. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like you... I, I'm taking things you said, and I'm remembering them... The perfect amount of like sci-fi, '80s, campy, yeah, but really good story, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I, I told you this during the movie. I didn't. I'm really surprised that, considering the political landscape right now, <laughs> no this movie wasn't utilized. No kidding. Because I mean, this is definitely uh, the Matrix had to have taken such immense notes from this movie yeah it's like the same plot it's the same plot similar such similar ideas and themes like and and people have taken stuff from the matrix for years like yeah. the wake up the the red being red pills right. kind of stuff like it's it's been that's not anything new right. i'm just really surprised that the this movie this movie in particular hasn't been Utilized yeah. more in the past few years. Out somewhere out there, there's a universe where instead of saying you've got you've been red pilled, you say you've been bubble gummed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, but um, yeah. okay. So if you don't know, they live. Uh, John Carpenter. If you don't know John Carpenter, uh, he did Halloween. He did The Thing. He did Escape from New York. He's my favorite director of all time, and this movie solidified that for me. <clears throat> um, but if you haven't seen it, the general outline of the plot. I won't go in depth. Um, there's a a man played by a wrestler who uh, is homeless and he's looking for a job. He lives in LA and he finds a magic pair of sunglasses. Basically they're not magic. Scientists have been creating these in labs and trying to get them out on the streets. When you put on these glasses, you can see the world for what it really is. And what it really is, is controlled by aliens. There's these aliens that walk among us and they look like us. Um, but they, they use radio waves and, um, subliminal messaging to convince the human populace that the world is something else than it is. So when he puts on the glasses, he can see who's an alien and who's not. He can look at billboards and advertisements and TV, and instead of seeing the advertisement, he sees what it really is, which is just the word obey or consume or sleep, you know, or don't question authority, things like that. So obvious, I mean, it's it's an obvious allegory, obvious parallels to real world um, things. Um, and it's even more relevant today than it was when it came out. Yeah. So I agree. I, I'm I'm blown away that people haven't used it in like cringy Facebook memes. 
Yeah. I'm glad they haven't. Yeah, me too. But I'm really surprised. I they want haven't. it to go untouched. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, again, I'm really surprised it hasn't been used. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually when I was watching the movie, I was really surprised at all the, the even the tiny details. When he's watching the TV, and obviously the people on the TV, they're like, oh. It's the aliens, and they're like, oh, yeah, you need to, you know, just marry and reproduce and obey and submit. And then on on the TV, there were little tags mm-hmm. on the TV, like the brand or, like, underneath it just said sleep and obey. I'm yeah. Like, wow. Just, like, every little just thing. Every little thing. Yeah, everywhere. imagine how many white labels they had to print when they filmed that. <laughs> <laughs> just thousands. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was... I love that you said campy. That's my favorite yeah. thing about it. And that's, my, that's all John Carpenter movies. They're campy. Yeah. I love my second favorite director of all time is Sam Raimi, so I obviously love campy stuff. I yeah. love it. I love campiness, not corniness. You know, yeah. when something's corny, it's on accident. When something's campy, it's on purpose and it's endearing. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's playing into tropes and it's mm-hmm. it's so. Um, I love that. I love the the action scenes. I love the low budget nature of it. Like how every. Yeah. Every alien looked genuinely pretty creepy. Like, they were creepy. But they all looked the same. It was just a mask, yeah. you know? And you could tell when actors would say their lines, sometimes they'd be muffled because they're saying it from inside yeah. the alien mask. But, um, yeah, it's funny. It, I mean, it was a genuinely yeah. funny movie. I loved, you know, you don't usually think of wrestlers as being ideal actors, but for some reason <laughs> it happens a lot. Um, yeah, like quite, <laughs> really quite frequently. frequently. <laughs> um, but... Um, you know, Roddy Piper was pretty funny. He was perfect yeah. for that role because, you know, he, he, they introduce his character at the beginning walking out of a train tunnel, and that's all the backstory you get. Yeah. He's just, you don't even just hear his name. In the homeless movie. John homeless Everyman. Yeah. yeah. And he plays that perfectly. Um, and we were also talking about how we love, <laughs> in that movie, how realistic people react to things. Like, they yeah. don't... They just cut the crap and Definitely, just, yeah. They just, like, act how I feel like I would act. <laughs> yeah. There's, it, the movie is only, like, an hour and a half long. Yeah. So they don't have time to be contrived and, mm-hmm. and just convoluted and just make things happen way longer than they need to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the Roddy Piper holds a woman hostage, basically, trying to get her to open her eyes, sheeple, and, like, yeah. put on the sunglasses. And the split second that he turns his back, she busts him over the head with the bottle and shoves him out the window. <laughs> Yeah. Like they, these characters are very real in that sense yeah. that oh, this guy's whack. Yeah. I'm gonna beat him up. They're not I'm never annoyed at a character for making a stupid decision. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you're on top of it, bro. Yeah, get at <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I also love that as within fifteen minutes of him discovering that aliens control the earth, he goes on a shooting spree. <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't he doesn't you know, normally in a movie you would see him like wallowing in despair and trying to figure out if he's crazy or what's the truth or whatever. This yeah. dude, the second he gets his hands on a gun, he starts murdering these aliens. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed the pacing. It yeah. didn't drag ever. No, I was... I yeah. liked the duo between uh, Roddy Piper and Keith David. Yeah. The, the, the idealist and then the realist. Like, yeah. the, oh, there's aliens. Guess we gotta shoot them. And then, like, what does this mean? What are the implications of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And then just bouncing off of that. Yeah. I love, really funny. One of my favorite scenes in the movie yeah. is after they beat each other up for six minutes straight, which is <laughs> an amazing scene. Just this really yeah. long fight scene where every time you think it's over, they keep beating each other up. There's no music. <laughs> yeah, they get, a, just, they get another second win and yeah. just go at each other again. Um, after that, he puts on the sunglasses and they're all on the same page. And so yeah. they get a hotel room and they're just like swollen faces, bloody, bruised, you know, shuffle up the stairs 
and um, and they're just just sitting in yeah. in this hotel room, and they start arguing about like what to do next. Like Keith David's looking out the window, wearing the sunglasses. He's like, "How long have they been there?" You know, and Roddy oh, yeah. Piper is like, "He's like, I don't know." <laughs> yeah. And then. And then Keith David's like, you know, what's our plan? And Roddy Piper's like, I don't know, man. You tell what the second you get a plan, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, just the I love that they're play off each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you had said, and you had said it, and then this was before I had watched it. Having watched it now, um, the plot to Saints Row Four definitely <laughs> definitely took. Uh, a few pages from this, and by a few pages I mean <laughs> there are literal whole segments of the game played solely by Roddy Piper and Keith David fighting aliens trying to conform to the world. Really? <laughs> like, really? Because the whole game is, oh, you not only, like in, in Saints Row 3 you went, oh, you're like, not only are you a gang leader, these uh, you and these other gangs are almost like pop sensations like your games right, but brands. you have your brands your, yeah. you have popularity at this point in in the beginning of Saints Row 4 you've surpassed that you're the president of the United States mm-hmm. and you get invaded by aliens this whole video game series is absurd mm-hmm. didn't start out that way but it wound up very on a on a very steep hill and went to a complete absurdism very quickly and mm-hmm. in Saints Row 4 you're the president of the United States you get a, <laughs> you get invaded by aliens and the world is completely destroyed. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. If you didn't already know the spoilers. Nobody cares these, about nobody the stories, cares of, the stories of these. Um, the world is destroyed. And the only way that you can figure out the plans of whatever his name is. Is to go back into a simulation of the world you already have. To then like mm-hmm. you know put the pieces together. So you're literally like the Matrix. Like going back into the, the simulation. Yeah. And then waking back up out of it in a spaceship. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's definitely, there's a whole scene, there's a whole sequence of just Roddy Piper and Keith, Keith David fighting, fighting aliens, aliens that's awesome. that are trying to make you submit to the system. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's funny. I, uh, yeah, I, I only played Saints Row 2 is the only one I played extensively. And I think after Saints Row 2, I, I think they realized that they can't compete with GTA. Yeah. And so they got to go a different route. Yeah. Um, and that, that they did. Uh, Saints Row 2 is the only one I didn't play. <laughs> really? Oh man, I loved that I game. One, three, and four. I remember the the '80s station. Um, yeah. I listened to it nonstop. I know, you know, I, yeah. I still know every song in the order they would play in whenever I played it. Uh, yeah. Carmen that's, Chameleon. Yeah. You know, that's really funny you bring that up because I was listening to my Spotify, one of my Spotify playlists, mm-hmm. and I realized there were a lot of songs that I learned from Saints Row three and four that went on to impact my music taste now. Mm. They're not only songs I listen to, but they led me to discover bands, and then bands from those bands. And now I'm at where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Like, those bands from that I learned from that game have done more for my music taste, probably, than most movies Isn't that or other video games. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Walk the Moon. From that game? From Saints Row 4. Weird. Yeah. A huge huh. fan. And, well, they're not as good as they used to be, but oh. I stand by that. Yeah. yeah. Weird. A um, couple last things about that I didn't mention. I love the cinematography in this movie. Um, I was mentioning yeah. to you that the con- like, um, the contrast is great. Like, there's a, yeah. there's a shot where he's sitting in, like, a sewer, um, you know, just, like, 
little defeated, and it's nighttime, yeah. um, and only half the frame is lit up by moonlight, so you can see him, and the rest of it's black, and it's like yeah. not just dark where in a lot of movies now. I was saying how darkness is portrayed by just blue, bluish yeah. tint. And this is like, this was black, you know. There were mm-hmm. deep blacks in the frame contrasted with the colors, which I think you can, one, you can only get on real film. And obviously this movie's from the 80s, so yeah. there's that aspect to it. But also it was just shot well, I think. So, yeah. Um, I'll also say um, you should watch this movie. If you have not seen They Live, watch this movie. If you're sensitive to things, um, or if you have a family, the only content warnings I would give is that there, there's a lot of language, and then <laughs> there's no nudity in it and, uh, until one shot at the very end. There yes. is some, some minor nudity, so watch yes. out there. Very surprising. Very surprising, because there hasn't been any the whole the yeah. whole time. It caught me off guard. Definitely. Um, so yeah. if you have kids or anything like that, there's your warnings. But yeah. otherwise, watch this movie. It's really good. It's just as relevant. Yes. Uh, really good movie. Really enjoyed it. Probably put it somewhere. Oh, yeah. Give it a ranking. I'd I gave say... it a two. I didn't love it as to two. I didn't right. really enjoy it. I didn't. I didn't. I don't expect. Yeah. yeah it's very much a personal niche <laughs> yeah, taste. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd probably put it somewhere around 17. Oh, cool. Awesome. I think it's a good I'm movie. I really yeah. enjoyed it. And it's very relevant today. And it, I, I think it did what it was set out to do perfectly. Like, there's yeah. nothing I would change about it. You yeah. know, it's just like. I think John Carpenter did what exactly yeah. what he meant to do. And that's how I feel about all those movies that I have seen. Yeah. I mean, I know there's some... I've heard Ghosts of Mars is really bad. <laughs> I, I haven't seen all of his movies, but the yeah. ones I've seen, uh, that's how I feel. Like He doesn't waste time. He writes a good screenplay, and he puts it to film well. Yeah. Um, also, I want to say, <laughs> I think it's hilarious that we, we watched this movie on Peacock, um, and there, <laughs> there were ads throughout <laughs> the movie, and I couldn't help but laugh that the, a movie with this... You know this central message of yeah. unbridled capitalism and greed, and how advertisements <laughs> are programming you to buy products. There were ads throughout the entire movie, um, yeah. which I think is funny. And they are seamless; they don't give you any moment to think. No. They go from movie directly into directly ad. into an advertisement so about some medication. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's just as relevant today with uh, not just advertisements, but I mean. I mean in the movie, he portrays every news anchor um, yeah. as an alien. Like, all news stations are aliens. Yeah. Um, and in an era today where you have competing news stations selling different versions of reality and radicalizing people in different directions to the point that they insert political thing here, um, oh, it, yeah. I, it's crazy relevant. So It was wild. Yeah. Definitely. I, you said that, that John Carpenter interview... Where yeah. he said it specifically that this movie's more relevant today than it is when it was made in whatever, yeah. 80, whatever, 88. 88. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, well, anything anything else that we've got to say? No, that's right. it for me. Cool. Tune in next time. Thank you guys for listening.